I'm Andrew Dow. Time for Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. Sponsored today by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com. We are with Steve Glick, Dave Retiner, and today our return guest, Mr. Ed Gachins. How are you, sir? I am so happy to be here. I had a great chat, free uh, taping here with everybody. We guys just... Just love it. Sound, it we sounded, got a good show. Yeah, it yeah, sounded like a, a good show. It sounded you like you had a, a great good. morning always, as well. Yeah, he's yeah, so much energy. You know what I said? I said Steve and I we're two shepherds. We may we have different flocks <laughs> going different directions, but we're two shepherds. I, I'm a shepherd too. You I'm are not a shepherd. A, I'm not so a sheep. Is, so is Andrew. We're all shepherds. <laughs> Feeling very philosophical this morning. I feel really all philosophical right. today. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about one of your specialties, which is uh, you know new construction. You're 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 a big construction guy, land guy. I, I like it. I like doing it. I like I like to see the vision of of taking a raw piece of land and what it can be. It makes me extremely happy. I mean, so, so you're dealing with like on the investor side of things, right? And the, the builders, uh, yeah, builders, investors, and I've had a lot of end users recently, and that's that's really fulfilling to see that to have them work with an architect, work with a planner, and to see this raw piece of land just turn into their dream home. It's so satisfying. So where's new construction going? Like, I know there's always new construction in the Hamptons. Has it, was there a halt during the COVID seasons or um, has it, you know, ramped up since then? Has it stalled? Is there more, less? Well, like I where, mean, where is you, it at? Listen, if you look at, at COVID, right, we had, you know, work stoppages, mm-hmm. new construction stopped. And then all of the inventory that lagged from 2016 to 2019, which was new construction that sat around. Wiped it all out. Yeah. Gone. Gone. You're right. Okay. Gone. So, boom. Now, builders, developers had to play catch up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and of course, COVID shot materials through the roof. Are materials back down to like a no- obtainable some, course? Some, some aren't. Cedar yeah. is still extremely expensive. Interesting. And you see people doing totally different things now. They're yeah. Like a, cedar yeah. Oh. Roofs, metal roofs. Hardy board siding. Yeah. Why and that's because cedar, the cost for the cedar bundle. is the up. Really bundles expensive. are just, it, it, they're almost, almost even the decking. I, I bought decking, you know, yeah. to, mahogany. I was shocked. All, I was the like, hard, wow. all the, the hardwood cedars really, really high. We, uh, we, we put in, we're putting a French door in my house. Like that goes out to the, to the, um, like grill area. And so we, I had didn't a, know you were French. We, and, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I had like these, we have a, a shingled house and I had a couple left over from another project. I went out to the guy that's, that's doing the door and I'm like, hey, look, I got these to save a little bit of money. He just kind of laughed at me. He's like, yeah, you're going to need more than that. <laughs> at least another bundle is probably going to be about 300 bucks or something. I'm like, right. what? Mm. I was like, he's like, yeah, man, the, the costs are just like yeah, I mean, crazy. Yeah, pre, pre-COVID, pre-supply chain. I mean, a bundle was like between 78 and 100 bucks. Of wow. Receder. And Is there still an issue with the uh, refrigerators and the Viking? The appliances. Uh, they're not as back as back ordered as, as things were. I see people who were, um, you know, some, of my new, some of my new construction now, they've, they've gone from a six-month delay to like two or three months. So that's a good thing. So what are some of the hurdles as far as like with the towns to try to get the permits and approvals for somebody that purchased a piece of property and they want to now go down the path of building a new home? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them hurdles anymore. I, I wouldn't okay. say that they're, that's like, it's prohibitive. You know, I mean the towns, you know, have basically have caught up somewhat, but okay. still, you know, it's still, it could be a three month, three to six month wait. But that's kind of normal, but it's not yeah. no longer like yeah. months, 12 months, right. a year. Right. So everything's normalizing back from when the chaos of COVID. So now everything's back to normalization. We're seeing a lot of new homes being built. You represent, I don't know, a big handful, a large handful of new construction homes. Are these all set to be complete 
um, this summer or they're staggered? Some, well, some are, some are staggered in going into probably the end of 23, beginning of 24. And I mean, I have things that are, you know, almost 15 million down to, down to 2 million bucks. It's, and it's all over the Hamptons, Watermill, East Hampton, Bridgehampton, SAG. It's, it's all the, over the place. The question that comes up a lot when someone's, you know, looking to list their home or purchase a home, they're thinking, are they going, are they waiting for the new construction home to be completed before they put in an offer? Or are you seeing some of these homes trade during the construction phase? Well, I, I, I'll tell you what the, you know, the, the real, the real thing that people look for is who the builder is, right? Okay. If you, ha if you're a, a established builder, mm -hmm. You have a track record. You can show homes that you've done. Correct. They'll come to you and they'll they'll engage you in a construction contract where they'll purchase the land from you, and then you'll make payments to that builder with the milestones. So those homes are trading during the construction or they even pre-construction phase. They are. Now, if you're a new builder or someone that's trying it out, it's it's going to be difficult. However, it happens, right? People, it does, yeah. it does happen. You know, I've had a few recently that you know, uh, Fifty Six Blade Road which was, you know, a newer builder doing it. It took a while, but now that it's now that it's built, it's a spectacular house. You priced it like 2-2 in Springs on a really quiet block. Yeah. I love it. And then, but that's 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 the real the real impetus is that someone can have a track record. It's easier. My advice to builders like we we deal with this a lot in marketing. I say if you're building a home out here in the Hamptons and you have nothing else to show them or walk them through like you said like they're a reputable builder out here is to have all the specs, have the book of materials, the specs, everything down, every single line I item down down most. to the screw going into the plates uh, for the electric because that's really important. And a lot of these, some of these builders, they build on the fly. They're like, oh, well, I just make it up as I go. And that's very difficult to market and to sell. But if you have a complete book that has everything, it makes it a lot easier and I more could, comfortable for the, not, for the buyer, right? I could right? not agree with you more. I have a... A builder, uh, someone who's first time builder out here. He's a Chicago guy. Mm -hmm. He's a, a designer, and he is building a home in Springs. Okay, on a great block. And this guy is so meticulous. He, we've gone over before we even put the listing in. We've gone over it three, four, five times, and his his listing is just it just pops because he's got it down to everything. That's every great finish. Hmm. And I like again, Steve. I, you, that's exactly right. Give overload people with information. How overload them? How important? You know, something that's kind of occurring with me and just in my own life is the importance of quality. How important is it to you to identify a quality construction? You know, for like, let me just give you a silly example. Like, I I bought a one hundred dollar vacuum cleaner on Amazon, and it lasted six months, and I was so upset. And so the other day I went to the Mealy guy, Mealy, Mealy guy, Mealy in Southampton. Say with an accent. And the guy's like, "This vacuum's gonna last you 30 years, you know, if you keep coming back to." He's like, "I've had customers for 30 years." He's like, "It's a fourth generation business in Southampton, selling vacuums. This yeah, particular, I know exactly. this particular brand, yeah. yeah." And I'm like, you know what? It's like so worth it. You know, because I'm just going to be buying another vacuum. I'll, I'll literally spend whatever 30 times, you know, 3,000, 30, 30, every year I'm going to spend $100 on a vacuum. Or I could pony up and I'll have this for 30 years. And so how important is it with construction? Because construction materials 
can suck too. So you and do have a new vacuum. I do have a new okay, vacuum. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm just, but I'm just, noticing that like there's there's luxury items yeah. that are actually good quality. And then there's luxury items that are not actually good quality, and you're just kind of buying the brand. You know, Dave, good builders put central vacuum in their uh, in their builds. <laughs> so pretty much a vacuum is just kind of like a, no. But what well, I think I my think question I think, I'm posing to you is: is do you get how do you do you identify the builder and say to yourself? You know, this this guy's not I try, doing, doing I try, it right, try, and you try to advise okay, him I, differently. I, you know, when I came out here years ago, I worked for a major builder out here who only built quality, and I know what quality is. Mm -hmm. And I always try to guide the developers I deal mm -hmm. with, whether they're first timers or even seasoned guys, of what people want and what quality should be done. Right. You know, and but it's always a fine line between you know what they what they're paying to build and what they're going to sell for. But I always, you always have to defer to quality. Yeah, and buyers are starting to notice like the difference as well. Like they're getting more educated on the materials, and they're seeing things as they look at homes. They're they're realizing like, oh, this is a little different than the other home. And um, it's up to the agents really to guide them too, to guide the builder of what styles work out yeah. here, what materials. I mean, um, I like even with like Ed, we talk about everyone's building out here. What is what's what's your opinion versus traditional versus modern if you're building a a, a spec home? It's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, we've had a lot of modern looking buildings going up and I always, you know, I always go to these areas, you know, where houses were built in the seventies and eighties and they look so great. They look so great and so modern. And I say to myself, is the new builds of from 2020 going to stand the test of time in 2040? How are they going to look? Time will tell. But, I don't know. But the one thing about the traditional, the traditional amazing, is, you know, 30 years from now. Yeah. The traditional, whether it's timeless, whether they, it's they hit a home run now, it's a home run. And that's the thing, you know, sometimes these builders, you know, they, they do the modern and if you do it right, they'll knock it out the park right. and it's a home run. Right. But modern is very tricky and it's also not for everybody where a traditional home really caters to the masses. So if you're looking to, um, build a spec home and cater to a lot more people, go traditional. If you're looking for something special and unique that will stand out and it's like a masterpiece, it will cater to less of a less of amount of people, but it would still sell. And it could even sell for a higher price than a traditional home if it's done right. You know, and to build modern right, yeah. to build modern right is gonna cost you a lot more than to build traditional. To build, yeah, to build square true. rooms, yeah. flat roofs, it's really, it's it's tricky. It's tricky and it's so costly. You really got to take your pencil out and go through the line items and numbers. Talk to an agent. You know, that's a thing. Like the real estate agents know what the customers want, what they're looking for. If it's a first floor master, if it's a, uh, a mud room, if it's, you know, a, a attached garage, two car garage or a three car garage to finish lower level. You know, there's certain things that are expected to be in these new builds and the agents know that. So like I always You're tell right. you, builders, they do. Talk to the agents, let them, you know, give, give their two cents, you know, and then together as a team, you can put together a compelling property and, and put it out to the and market. as you were saying, cu customers now are super educated. Mm -hmm. You can't pull the wool over someone's eyes. You can't. So you Ed, can't talk about it. some land. So you have also, you, you have, you represent a lot of new construction homes, but you also represent some land, right? There's still right. land out here. There's People think like, oh, there's no land out here. No, it's crazy. There's still land to purchase, right? There's still stuff to purchase. That's, that's for sure. And you know, one of the, one of the things about buying land out here is that the towns always purchase lands for themselves. And that land is always off the market. So if you're going to buy land as an investment out here, I'd suggest doing it because your stop 
is the towns. The towns are always going to keep the price of land firm out here. So what they what they say they're not making more land, right? Is that is that what they say? They ain't making any more of it. Is that not making exactly. any more of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might as well, if you're looking to invest, buy and hold, buy some land. Buy some land. Inflationary periods, buy real estate. What's an acre go for? Where? Uh, south of the highway. Six million. North of the highway. Where? The same area. It's it's hard to say. So you got the six highway. million south. If you go north in that same area, you're Depends. looking. If, you, if you're on, if you're with me over on Cooks Lane, it's close to you three million an acre. If you if you do it right, someplace so else, two million an acre. It's hard to so say. So it's, it's double like, once you, know, you once you go south. It goes pretty I much. So. It's hard to say. It's, 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 hard it's to block say. by block. Six million I, an acre. Wow. All right, Eddie. I love it. Depends what you like. <laughs> got a nice little lot over in uh, Bridgehampton Village. If anybody wants to give me a buzz, I'll show you something real nice. always selling uh what do you got for the numbers this week steve surprisingly positive news okay which is good why surprisingly because of the time of the year time of the year well look this past week there were 25 listings that went into contract last year this time there were 16 so we're looking at an increase of 56 percent versus last year which is great to see the year prior in 2021 there were 35 listings so it's a decrease of 29%. The breakdown of the 25 transactions this week, there is one between six and eight million, five between four and six million, eight between two and four million, and 11 under two million. The dollar volume this past week was 71 million compared to last year of 45 million. So it's an increase of 58% in dollar volume. The year prior was 101 million, decrease of 30%. New listings that came onto the market, there were 25 new listings, uh, I'm sorry, 24 new listings. So it decreased our market inventory by one listing. And the breakdown of those 24 new listings, three between 10 and 20, one between eight and 10, one between six and eight, one between four and six, eight between two and four, and 10 under two million. The total inventory stands at 1,747 total listings with 1,302 active and 445 in contract. So um, more activity in the in contract. So that's where the, you know, the positivity comes in this week as we're in mid-July. Steve, I have a question for you. I've, Shoot. I've, I've only been, been in the, as a real estate broker for three years. I've been involved in real estate for okay. 40 years. You ever see the inventory ever going back to where it was in 2019 of, of the 3,000 multiple Um, I think it could happen. I think I think so. And what and what and if that does happen, what's the effect on our market? I mean, we're selling. We're basically selling what we bring in. I think the, comes out. I, 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 I think, I think, I think COVID, it's going to be. I think the COVID premium. This is just my personal. Yeah. Sorry to jump in, but I think that that COVID premium is uh, will fade. Oh. I think, uh, I think I, COVID's over. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like using the word COVID anymore. I just feel like, look, more listings eventually are going to come back on, and then people are going to start. There's buyers out there, and they want to buy, so there's nothing to buy, so they're not listing their home. So when they see the more inventory come on, they say, all right, now if I sell my home, I could look instead of two properties, I could look at ten properties. So you know what? Let's sell our home. We'll look at ten properties, and we'll upgrade or downgrade or go a lateral move or move to another town. There's a lot of movement in the Hamptons. People love the Hamptons, and um, from time and time again we see a lot of agents sell the same home over their 15-year career they sell the same home multiple times yeah. so I'm, I'm, i believe more listings will come onto the market people are, are going to get sick of their homes you know no one's living in these homes for 30 years and not doing 30-year mortgages so they bought all these homes during covid and after a couple years by next year 
they're going to want to move to something bigger and better. But that's the that's the the <coughs> duration think, of people yeah. staying no, I mean, in their I, homes. I, I think. I mean, I, I I tend to agree with you. I just don't know. Are we going to go to the point where you have two years worth of inventory that of new construction like we had pre-COVID that's um, unsold? No, I don't think so. I mean, the Hamptons is a special place and people are realizing more and more how special and elite it is out here. And also, Ed, you're saying that like like that two year of the the unsold inventory of new construction that wasn't sold. You're you're acting like that wouldn't have sold if it wasn't for COVID. All of those things eventually sell. It's not like they just sit there for 20 years for sale as quick as quickly as it did as quickly as it did. Definitely not. Right. But it's still. Would have made sense to be. You're going to see everyone that yeah. bought these homes during COVID. They're going to be, they're going to want to move out of them. I mean, no one's, you know, they bought the homes and people don't stay in the homes after five years. They're already thinking about selling them. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's going to happen. The five year mark is coming up in the next year and a half, maybe two years. And then they're going to be like, you know what? I want to, I want to get a new house. I don't right. care what the interest rate is. I don't care. I just, I want out. I want a bigger home. Right. I want to be in a different town. There's so many towns out here, and each town offers something unique. Where so many times people are like, oh, I've been living. I lived in Southampton for a couple of years. You know, I love the Hamptons. I'm going to try East Hampton for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're still in the Hamptons, and there's so much to experience in the different lo- locations, the different. I habits. will say this, I fund Ed. I think what you're getting at is, is you feel like there's been a fundamental change, and a fundamental change that I've observed as a local who grew up here is the international appeal of the Hamptons. That is a a new thing in the last 10 years. I remember being young and the only people you met out here were that were that were really wealthy were the Titans of Wall Street or the Titans of New York City um and it was rare that you met like someone from France who was like the president of France or something that also owned a house or like, that was like, that was like, Oh wow, that's weird that they're here. And now just, I think because of the internet and television and, you know, marketing, there's like these maybe 10 key places on the planet that are just attractive to internationally rich people. So a guy that's like, you know, a billionaire in a country on the other side of the world knows about the Hamptons and is, and if he doesn't own the property now already, he's thinking about it. And I feel like that's really a different thing than it used to be. Okay. Time will uh, tell. I, time I, will I, tell. Time, time will tell. Time will tell. Um, but good question. All right, Dave. Yeah. All right, Dave. Let's send it back to you with what you got going on this weekend. Uh, I, I love talking macroeconomics on this podcast, and I'm completely unqualified to do so. But anyway, let me talk. <laughs> let me talk about um, what's going on this weekend. So you got to support this. There is the Southampton Animal Shelter Unconditional Love Gala. It's a family uh, event that has been well. It's it's an event that's been going on forever. Um, and the Southampton Animal Shelter Foundation is a great place in Hampton Bays to go adopt an animal, specifically an adorable dog. Um, and it's, and it's, um, very, it's a very large place and it's, um, it's just a really good, uh, thing for the community. And it's something that if you can get to this event and support, um, you're going to have a great time. The gala, the gala this year is going to honor Mike Ledecky, who is the co-owner of the Islanders. And I don't, 
We didn't talk about this, Ed. But John, it's John Ledecky. Oh, John Ledecky. Oh, that's funny. I'm an Islander fan, so it's John Ledecky, yeah. and he is the nicest man you'd ever want to meet. For people that don't know, Ed, you're insanely in, into hockey. You used to play hockey. I still play hockey. Yeah. I remember when you joined Saunders, like randomly you went to like a hockey camp to play hockey. In like, in like where that's, was it? Minnesota? It was Minnesota. Guy. That's correct. Yeah. He loves hockey. So, And you coach hockey. That's true. You coach hockey in the wintertime in Southampton. I do. You're a great guy, Ed. Thanks a lot, Dave. Back Who, at you. Who's better than you? Um, <laughs> all right. So then you also have on Saturday the Children's Museum of the East End in Bridgehampton from 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. is having their Flower Power themed family fair. So this is like a major, major, major hot ticket. Uh, Saunders and Associates is a big sponsor of this. The fair will feature arts and crafts and games and water games and food trucks and live music and plenty of peace and love. Tickets cost 100 bucks per child, and it's 125 per adult in advance. And at the door, the tickets cost 25 bucks more. Um, it is not sold out, but it does sell out. Um, they really do pack in the place and it's just a bunch of fun. And if you have kids, this is the place to be on Saturday. So we will 100% see you there for that. I think Steve is going in. Andrew's going, right? You guys are both going to that busy day. Yeah. So that will be fun. So from nine 30, 1230, uh, you must do that. And then Steve, I know you're excited about this one. Steve looks really excited over here. Oh my God, you Polo can't. Hamptons match and cocktail party. So on July 22nd, which is, is that yeah. also Saturday? Saturday. All right, so all my events are on Saturday. What are you gonna do? Sue me. 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. This is this is at night though. This th these events were in the morning, and this one's at night. So from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., you got the Polo Hamptons match and cocktail party. It's at 900 Lumber Lane in Bridgehampton. Um, and it is so cool. Christy Brinkley is going to be honored there. I guess we'll enjoy a thrilling polo match, an open bar, so you can Uber there. I would recommend doing that if you like to drink. And delectable hors d'oeuvres from Elegant Affairs. And they're really a great catering company. That's like the go-to catering company for high-end. Oh, 100%. High 100%, right? You talk about ah. hors d'oeuvres, ah. apps? Oh. Ah. I remember Strong. they came out with like Strong. pizza. And I like almost collapsed. Strong. It was so good. And it was just pizza. Um, so this is going to be the real deal. So that's at 900 Lumber Lane. You got to go and you can get tickets or register for the event. Well, you got to get tickets. Um, and you can do that at Hamptons.com. I think Ed had one. And Did then Ed, Ed Gachins, Ed Gachins, you had an event you also wanted to discuss. What, what, what was Friday? Fridays at five is one of the things that I absolutely no. love. Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, it's yeah. one of my Fridays favorites. Five at the Bridge Hamptons Library, but you also wanted to mention... Something you guys should definitely check out is uh, the Longhouse Reserve Gala this Saturday, July 22nd. It's a midsummer dream theme. Explore the magnificent flora and sculptured gardens and sip delicious cocktails from the Sagaponic Distillery. Peruse the silent auction in the Pavilion's Art Gallery with custom curated pieces created by famous local artists. Tickets are still available for dinner and the amazing after party. This is not to be missed. All right. What's your tagline? Oh, that's your Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the Hamptons. Perfect. 
Uh, all right. Ed, that was good, man. As always, thanks I for joining us. I love being here. Thanks, Dad. We love having you. All right. That's it. Everybody get out and enjoy the weekend. I'm Andrew Dow. That's what's happening in the Hamptons. Thanks for listening. Thank you.